This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It's time for Come and Talk It with your host, Michael Cargill, brought to you by Texas Law Shield. Over the last decade, Michael has championed and supported the rights of law-abiding Texans to own and use firearms. He is the owner of Central Texas Gunworks, a veteran of the United States Army, and has achieved national exposure in such prestigious media outlets such as Forbes Magazine, Fox Business News, CNN Money, AOL, BBC World News, Huffington Post, and the New York Times. Cargill vigorously defends lawful gun ownership in this country without regard to party politics. And now, here's Michael Cargill. Happy New Year, Austin, Texas! The live capital music of the world. It is 2023. 2032. 2032? 2023. That's the capital of live world music. <laughs> <laughs> All right, today we're going to talk about the new gun laws that go into effect for 2023 all around the country. Uh, we don't have any that go into effect in Texas. Our, our laws actually went into effect on September 1st of 2021. But our Texas legislature will go into session on January the 10th, I believe. Uh, and they will meet from January until typically Memorial Day weekend when signy dying happens. And then whatever they actually pass, the governor will sign it or let it go into effect, typically on September the 1st of that odd year. So this is the year that they're going to make some changes. So. Definitely want to stay in tune what happens in Texas between now and May so you can learn what some of the changes are. But then across the country, you know, constitutional carry, we have constitutional carry, we have permitless carry, uh, there's like uh, unrestricted carry. Well, you know, what does all that stuff mean? Well, constitutional carry means that the state's law does not prohibit citizens who can legally possess a firearm from carrying handguns open or in a concealed manner, thus not state permit is required. No state permit is required. Sometimes constitutional carry may be conditional, such as in those states that have no laws prohibiting the open carry of a handgun, but which require permit to carry the handgun concealed. Not permitless carry. 
It includes constitutional carry states as well as states where an individual must meet certain qualifications. Uh, no DUIs in the last, you know, X amount of years or in order to legally carry like Tennessee says no DUIs in 10 years. Some states are fully unrestricted, meaning no permit is required for open or concealed carry. Other allow the open carry of a firearm or handgun without a permit, but require a permit for concealment. Now, it's, it's important to know those different things. We're going to travel across the United States, you know, because during Christmas, New Year's, people are traveling, going to grandma's house and all that kind of stuff. And they're like, hey, you know, they're like, you know, 20 something odd states that actually have some form of constitutional carry or permitless carry. Well, but then those, you know, some of those states, they come with some type of restrictions. And if you've had a DUI in the last 10 years, you drive through Tennessee, then you're going to have a problem with their their permitless carry because you are not included in that. You can't carry. You better have a license. So it's good to know the different laws of all the different states. And that's why I encourage people to actually become a member of Texas and U.S. Law Shield so that way they can help you while you're traveling to other states and also come to class. And so, you know, let's, some of those states that actually have some form of either constitutional care or permitless care, you have Alabama, which goes into effect today, January the 1st of 2023. You have Alaska, uh, Arizona, Arkansas, Georgia, Ah, Idaho, Indiana. And one thing about Georgia, Georgia says you got to be 21 years of age unless you're in the military uh, as of April the 12th of 2022. Uh, then there's Idaho. There's Indiana. There's Iowa. There's Kansas, Kentucky, Maine, Mississippi, Missouri, uh, Montana, New Hampshire, North Dakota, Ohio, and Oklahoma, South Dakota, Tennessee, Texas, Utah, Vermont, which is the what we used to call Vermont carry uh, instead of constitutional carry. And then there's West Virginia and Wyoming. Last one on the list there. So there are probably about 24 states that do not have some type of permitless or constitutional carry. 24 states that don't. So you got to watch out for those states. And there are typical states, you know, like California, Washington, Oregon. I'm surprised about Nevada, you cannot, no form of constitutional carry, permit carry. Colorado, no. New Mexico, no. Nebraska, no. Minnesota, Wisconsin, Illinois, no. Michigan, no. Louisiana, no. Florida, no, not yet. South Carolina, North Carolina, Virginia, no. Maryland, no. Pennsylvania, no. There's no surprises about New York, no. Uh, Connecticut, New Jersey, Massachusetts, Rhode Island, Delaware, and D.C. No. And whatever you do, do not go to New York City. Don't even, no, no, no. Don't even drive through that state. <laughs> or that city, I should say. Uh, so definitely watch out for that. All right, so those are those states that you you know, either do or do not have some form of constitutional carry. That's quite a bit there. Quite a bit. Anyone travel? Did you go anywhere You know, outside no. of Texas? No? Uh, did you travel? Oh, yeah. I went through uh, Louisiana, Mississippi, Arkansas. But... Nice. Uh, Thankfully, I got my my uh, license to carry before I went through those states, so right. I was all right. Yeah, so you're okay in Louisiana because you got your license because they don't have a form of constitutional carry. Uh, and then there's Mississippi, Alabama. You know they do. You know, so you, they do have some type of form of a constitutional or or permitless carry there. Uh, so you know, those are some of that little you know those little breakdowns there. A lot of people don't know. Um, then let's jump into man some of the new laws. Uh, we're going to talk about, let's see, what states? We're going to talk about Alabama. They're excited about their constitutional carry. A lot of people want to start carrying in Alabama without a license. Uh, that's an important state because, um, man, that's when uh, I think Dr. Martin Luther King actually applied for a handgun license and was denied. 
you know, now no license is required. Uh, but definitely you want to know what your laws are. Know where you can and cannot carry in Alabama. You know, because if you make a mistake, they're going to get you for sure. Uh, California, there's some new stuff that goes into effect in California. I'm going to talk about that. Um, and also, man, uh, we're going to talk about Washington State, Oregon. A lot of people are upset in the state of Oregon about what's happening there. We're going to go to New Jersey. New Jersey's always doing something kind of crazy. Uh, we're going to talk about that. Uh, but one of the few uh, first states, Alabama. Like I said, a lot of people are excited about Alabama. Uh, that House Bill 272, which is their constitutional carry bill, uh, goes into effect today, January the 1st of 2023. Anyone who is 21 years of age, older, and legally permitted to carry a firearm will no longer be required to obtain a permit in order to carry a concealed pistol. A concealed carry is illegal for residents with an Alabama pistol permit and for non-residents with a permit from a, from a state that Alabama honors. Alabama does not require the applicant to complete a firearm safety course, otherwise demonstrate knowledge of firearm safety prior to issuance of a pistol permit. Only residents that are at least 18 years of age or older may obtain an Alabama pistol permit. And however, the county sheriff may issue the permit to active duty military station in Alabama and other spouses. Uh, active duty military veterans that meet the qualification can obtain and renew their pistol permit free of charge. And, and they also have reciprocity with a lot of different states. So definitely, you know, hands off to Alabama. Hope you guys enjoy yourself over there in Alabama. But definitely, you know, you do want to make sure you're proficient with the firearm. You do want to make sure where you can carry in Alabama. When can you use the gun in Alabama? When can you threaten someone with a gun? You don't want to be caught up, you know, like... Uh, standing on your front lawn and pulling a gun out you're not supposed to or driving your vehicle doing something you're not supposed to you definitely want to find out all those ins and outs before you decide to carry that firearm be smart you know learn the laws and execute and and and, and just enjoy <laughs> enjoy your constitutional right you thought i was gonna say something bad there didn't you <laughs> yeah never almost this is michael cargill and you are listening to come and talk it Peace. This is Maj Touré. You're listening to Come and Talk at Radio with Michael Cargill. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. 
So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Welcome back to Come and Talk It. And now here's Michael Cargill. All right, we're back and we're going to talk about some of these new laws that are going to effect around the country today, January the 1st. All right, so you have California. Well, now California is going to allow uh, the, for someone to sue firearm manufacturers. So as a result of AB 1594, victims of gun violence, along with local prosecutors and, and the state attorney general, will gain the right to sue firearms manufacturers for the damage their weapons caused following a number of mass shootings across the U.S. in 2022. Now, gun rights activists have argued this legislation undermines the Second Amendment. But, you know, here's here's it's a danger. This is dangerous territory, because if you say, OK, someone uses a gun to commit a crime or, you know, kill X amount of people, you're actually going to go after the manufacturer of the firearm um, instead of the person. You know, well, you, I know you're going to go after the person, but they're they're focusing on the manufacturer of the firearm themselves. So what do you do when someone like the, you know, that 4th of July when the guy up in, what was it, Michigan, Wisconsin, uh, jumped in the vehicle and ran over, you know, doing that parade? Yeah, are we going to sue the, uh, the so, car manufacturer? So do we go to the car manufacturer, sue the car manufacturer for the damage that that vehicle caused, you know, doing that parade? It's, that's a very dangerous road that they're traveling. What about liquor, beer, uh, all the people that, Drunk drive and kill other people. What about cigarettes? Ooh, yeah. Stick stick to the alcohol. I mean, you know, like New Year's, you know, New Year's Eve. There were several accidents on the roads, you know, that I I saw, you know, my phone that popped up and several people were pinned in in a vehicle. So what do we do? You know, the driver was intoxicated. You know, if that's true, then do we go after the manufacturer, you know, of the the vehicle uh, because they cause damage to people? And also, Alcohol. You, you go to the, the who made uh-huh. the alcohol? Alcohol. Also, uh, don't know if you guys are aware, but there are more children that die every year from lawnmower accidents than die in school shootings. Really? Yes. So, what do you do in that case? Do so we do you do craftsmen as well? Right. It's a, that's a dangerous path. It really is very dangerous path. Um, it's just basically a de facto way to. Um, limit the Second Amendment because what's going to happen is there's going to be a shooting. Some criminal is going to use a gun in an evil act and kill people. And then uh, there's going to be a lawsuit against the gun manufacturer and bankrupt them. Right. Mm, yeah. And so what California is doing is trying to, instead of actually passing laws uh, to undermine the Second Amendment directly, they're doing it through, uh, you know, financial means, basically trying to bankrupt these companies with these lawsuits. Mm. Mm. Very, very, uh, I don't, uh, you know, that's, that's a, that's a very, very dangerous road they're traveling there because I, I can definitely see something like that, you know, making its way up, you know, and, oh, man. Yeah, and we have the Protection of Lawful Commerce in Arms Act. Right, the PLCAA, and that was meant to protect firearms manufacturers from being held liable, right? Right. Uh, when somebody uses their gun in a shooting, and then in New York is uh, doing something similar, where they uh, they open up, 
you know, a few years back where they can sue the, you know, gun dealer, manufacturer and all that stuff. Uh, if a gun is, even if the gun was sold in, in a different state and winds up in New York, uh, they actually can sue the gun, the dealer, the manufacturer, you know, uh, for whatever, you know, damages it, that gun caused or whatever. Yeah. And what if somebody 3D prints a gun? Then you get to sue the 3D printer maker or the person who makes the plastic <laughs> that goes into the 3D printer, right? right. Yeah. Man. And you have, uh, man, Washington State, you know what they're doing? Uh, they're going after ghost guns in Washington State. So they have uh, starting, what is it? It's in, did this pass it? Okay, beginning March 10th of 2023, um, possessing, receiving, or transporting a ghost gun becomes illegal in Washington State. Uh, after June 30th of 2023, manufacturer creating ghost guns will also be prohibited. So by ghost gun, do they mean just a gun without a serial? Don't know. Or is it actually a gun that used to have a serial that then had it scratched off, right? Yeah. Well, possessing, receiving, or transporting a ghost gun becomes illegal. Because so, that is a felony to have a gun with a serial number and scratch that off. That's big-time felony. Yeah. So now, uh, so I wonder how that's going to work, because that's going to start March 10th. Um, after June 30th, manufacturing. So you can, possessing, receiving, or transporting, you, know, you can't have it at all starting March 10th. And June 30th, you can't make any. That's kind of weird. Bear in mind, this is the same state that's just raising their minimum wage to fifteen seventy four an hour. That's going to be the highest of any state in the U.S. Also, they're limiting uh, speed limits on residential streets in Tacoma from 25 miles an hour to 20 miles an hour. So they're pretty much a nanny state right now. <laughs> right? Yeah. What do you say that, Harvey Lee? <laughs> I mean, don't make your firearms out there. You need to move. You need to come to Texas. <laughs> no, don't come. Texas. No, don't come here. We're full. Go to go to go to Tennessee. <laughs> go, go somewhere. Go to Memphis. Go to, go to Alabama. Right. Memphis just, is open. Uh, they just they just passed the constitutional carry. Move somewhere where the where the gun laws are a lot more friendly. Go to because, Birmingham. <laughs> um, I mean, if you can't if you can't three D print your gun or you can't build your own gun, um, I mean, it's just like what California is trying to do. They're essentially trying to nullify the second amendment via economic means and financial means rather than going at it um just directly mm. uh through legislative means because they know that they'll get struck down in the court of law so really there's no hope for these states i mean that's that's the beauty of this country is that you can leave you can move you know to a different state you can move to a place that's a lot more friendly to your values to your economic values um or you can go somewhere that up to a place where they don't want guns. And, you know, quite frankly, that's their that's their priority. I don't really care if, you know, about the other states. If they don't want guns, they don't they don't have to have them come move to a different state, move to a different part of the country. Mm. Just don't come to Texas. We're full. You can come to Texas, just don't come to Austin, right? Go to, go to one of those places in Texas that's a little bit more spread out. There's like East Texas, and then there's like a lot of land out there. I hear Houston's nice. <laughs> nah, don't go, don't go to Houston. Yeah, you either. do. It's nice. Go to Houston. I don't know about that. <laughs> Houston's nice. Dallas is good. Houston's nice, but don't go. There. El Paso's even better. You can move there. They're the safest city in the world, in, in the United States. El Paso? That's right. That's what they say. They pride themselves on that. No, no. Uh, what does Mayor Adler say? Austin is one of the safest Austin cities. Austin is one of the five safest big cities in the country. Austin is five. But number five one is El Paso, so go there. 
Yeah. El Paso's number one. Go there. <laughs> um, man, let's go to Oregon. So Oregon's got some things that they're doing. Uh, they have some criminal statues, I guess. Uh, House Bill 4075 modifies procedures for requesting and ordering restitution in criminal cases. 4103 increases penalty for offenses related to engaging in professional real estate. Uh, authorizes uh, 4105 authorizes duly authorized traffic enforcement agents to review and issue citations based on photographs taken by photo red light cameras. Uh, 1574 includes a specified documentation when authorized by victim in definition of a sexual assault forensic evidence kit. Uh, so they got some little little things there they have going on. Um, don't see anything that's really gun related. We have something that's gun related. We do have something. I can't find it right now. Uh, to come back to me, I'll get it. Uh, New Jersey. Ooh, New Jersey. Jersey's always doing something. They got they come up with some new concealed carry gun restrictions that started today in New Jersey. So six months after the U.S. Supreme Court made it easier to legally carry a gun, um, Murphy, uh, there the uh, governor signed a signed a law that overall overhauls a strictly limited concealed carry in New Jersey. So the law bars people from carrying guns in a wide array of sensitive places. Uh, including schools, courthouses, bars, and more. Other provisions include requiring people to get insurance and take training classes to get a permit. The law is also being challenged in court by a part of a gun rights group who claim it's unconstitutional. Now, that's going to be an interesting fight. So, curious. It's going to be interesting. So, they're banning you from taking a gun into school? So, they should have zero school shootings. Yeah, they should. After that goes into effect, I'm right? surprised they. I'm surprised they just did it now. You know. Yeah. Why? Why did it take them so long? I'm just curious. Yeah. Why were they accepting of school shootings until now? Why didn't they rush that to be just instantly taken into effect? When, you know, <clears throat> that's going to stop school shootings. That's going to stop uh, shootings in other sensitive places like courthouses and bars. Mm -hmm. As long as there's a law. It says you can't take a gun in there, then there's no way that there could be a gun crime in those places. And then uh, starting on January the 1st, you got to register your firearms in New Jersey, especially if they're coming in from out of state. So you bring a gun from out of state, you have to get it registered. It was one of seven gun laws that, that was signed in July that goes into effect January the 1st today. And on February, February the 1st, uh, they, they want to track your ammunition in New Jersey. Wouldn't know where you're getting your ammo from. Ooh. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they want to know everything about you. Oh, yeah. Starting February 1st. Oh, yeah. Ammunition. Uh, large venues and houses of worship need active shooter plans starting February the 1st in New Jersey. Uh, so they're going to do that, too. But they, they're going to track your ammunition. Another gun law related law Murphy signed will require ammunition manufacturers and dealers to keep an, a detailed electronic record of handgun ammunition sales. This is Michael Cargill, and you are listening to Come and Talk It. And I get my gun news from Michael Cargill at Come and Talk It. Mm -hmm. 
T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Welcome back to Come and Talk It. And now, here's Michael Cargill. All right, so, man, well, there's your, there's your Alabama, your California, your Washington State, your Oregon, New Jersey. You know, there's, they're the key to some of the major changes that are, that are going to be going on here. Um, and then you have a lot of crazy stuff that I want to talk about. Uh, before we get to the crazy stuff... I do, I do want to get into, we, we always get this question of, you know, how do I transport guns um, across the U.S. and all this kind of stuff? So there are a couple of hot, you know, button questions that people constantly call us and ask because they want to travel, you know, during the holidays and all that kind of stuff. And we, you know, I always talk about this stuff, but I'm going to bring up some uh, some key things. There. There's a federal law that, you know, that you do have a right to transport firearms across state line. You know, you do have that right to travel you know, about the country. And so they wanted to make it easier because people were hunters actually, you know, were being arrested and, you know, in different states just because they were taking their rifles or guns or whatever to different states to go hunting, you know, for the winter or whatever it was for that particular season. And they were getting, uh, getting in trouble. So we had to come up with some type of universal law that you can travel across the country, you know, especially if you're just driving through a particular state. Once a particular state becomes your destination, then you do have to follow those states' laws while you're in those states. But if you're just traveling through, you should have what they call traveler's rights. So they came up with um, um, just basically the, the, the plain explanation that some states will either recognize your concealed permit, uh, a firearm permit, or will simply allow you to carry a loaded firearm while in their state. But some states will do neither. Uh, when traveling through restricted states, states that do not honor your concealed permit, uh, you can still have a firearm in your vehicle, but you need to be, you know, to abide by specific rules. So in order to ensure compliance with the above federal law, you must abide by the following five steps. You must be traveling from a place where you may lawfully possess and or carry the firearm to an other place where you may lawfully possess and or carry the same firearm. The firearms, firearm or firearms must be unloaded. The firearm of firearms and ammunition must be stored separately. 
uh, separate containers and the firearm of firearms and ammunition must be stored so that they are not readily or directly accessible from the passenger compartment of the vehicle. Must be in the trunk of your vehicle if possible. If your vehicle does not have a trunk, the completely unloaded firearm must be locked in a hard-sided case. The glove box or center console does not satisfy this requirement at all, so don't put it in there. And the firearm must be stored in a separate locked case. Put the case as far away from you in the driver's seat as possible. So as far away from you and as far away from the driver's seat. In order to guarantee five, uh, guarantee the federal protection, your transport through the state should be continuous and uninterrupted. This means you are not a tourist at any time. As a general rule, you should not spend more than 24 hours inside the jurisdiction. So what I always tell people to do, travel through. Uh, you know, don't spend a night. Don't pull in the rest area. Don't take a, you know, don't take a nap. You know, travel through those states that, you know, you, you know, are bad states. Those what I call the those red states, <laughs> the states that uh, don't like firearms. So you want to travel through those states. Don't even break down in those states. If you break down, get out of your car and keep that vehicle moving. Just keep pushing to the next state line is what I always like to say. Someone comes up, say, what are you doing? I'm still traveling. Because <laughs> if you break down and that gun is illegal in that state, you are committing a crime, even if you break down. So you can't break down. Don't take a nap. Don't go visit anyone. Don't go shopping. Just travel through those states that are states that don't like our firearms. Don't break down, huh? Don't break down. Don't have an unexpected breakdown. That is right. <laughs> no, okay. No snowstorm. <laughs> Speaking of, you know, you know, some people died in a snowstorm up north. I saw a video of a guy. Yeah. Did you see that? No, I saw one of, uh, I think a lady was in a car and mm. she was taking pictures. She rolled the window down taking pictures, uh, video of, of something going on outside the vehicle and she actually died and froze to death. Yeah, I saw a guy basically, you know, in a big jacket face down with a big layer of snow covering them. Mm. Somebody just had their, you know, camera phone. Man, you got to be aware of the weather. Get your head out of mm. your, out of whatever's going on in your, in your life and be aware of what's going on around you. You know how many weather. people died? No, it's quite a bit. How many? I don't know. You want to look it up? Uh-huh. All right. How many do you think? Ooh. Ah, I'm going to say in the thousands. In the thousands? Yeah. No. Okay. 38. 30, just 3,800 3, or 38 Buffalo period? region has okay, received 30. four feet of snow, and 38 people have died as of the 28th. Hmm. 60 people have died nationwide as of the 28th. Okay. But 38 were in western New York. That's where most of the people died. I figured it would be more. Well, uh, people have, you know, some place to go, right? Yeah. Except for those that don't. Let's talk about motorcycles. Anyone ride a motorcycle? I got a motorcycle license. You don't have a motorcycle anymore? Not anymore, no. That thing, uh... uh... Why not? Why'd you give it up? Because I like to be able to walk around and use my arms. Do you remember a guest we've had on the show that uh, oh, was yeah. a motorcycle rider yeah. that lost an arm and a leg at the same time? Yes. Yeah, yeah, I don't want that to happen to me. And that's that's what set you off? So I rode for a little bit. I had fun with it. You thought about that? And then, yeah, I think we... Had him on the show, and then I sold my motorcycle. Did you really? Did, that yeah. stuck in your head? Uh-huh. <laughs> How does it not? Did it not? Well, you ride motorcycle. You did. I did. And uh-huh. I had an accident. I was like, Ooh. And you rode the 
fast ones. <laughs> you rode those rockets. Yeah, yes, I did. A thousand cc, right? That's right. Those leader bikes. That's right. <laughs> you are crazy, man. Mine was four hundred cc. I think. What? You can't do anything with four hundred. Small one. It was a uh, supermoto. I can't, I can't have a thousand. I can't do it was anything. It's light with a four hundred and a big bore, so it's like four forty. Really? So it'll pick up quick, but I mean, tops out at like eighty miles an hour. Mm. Yours topped out at what 183 probably or oh, more. Yeah, man, I can get you off the <laughs> gate, boy. Let me tell you. Oh yeah, and I've been watching all these Instagram reels where people crash their motorcycles. Yeah, and yeah, I never no. got uh-huh. never got a ticket on a motorcycle. That's <laughs> <laughs> all, so all, all I'm gonna say about that. <laughs> oh man stop it all right let's, no more let's talk about motorcycles and what do you need to know about motorcycles and carrying your gun while on a motorcycle so concealed carrying vehicles vary varies wildly from state to state in many states you're expected to you know keep your handgun unloaded and cased in the trunk of your vehicle or any locked storage area like we just talked about well your concealed carry Permit may be accepted in other states if the if the other states accept the concealed carry reciprocity legislation, all the good kind of stuff. When you're concealed carrying on a motorcycle, the rules are not a lot different from those from carrying in any type of vehicle. So there aren't a lot of major modifications to your existing concealed carry permit. Uh, about a third of the American population has and has some degree of um, fear of guns about half of the population regards motorcycle riders as people who are engaged in dangerous or, or illegal activities it should come as no surprise that a significant percentage of the general public is opposed to the concept of motorcycle riders everyday carry of a concealed weapon um, but motorcyclists if you ask them they think of the exact opposite like my goodness i'm exposed i'm open someone can actually run up and grab me you know or something and i don't have a vehicle a box where i'm protected inside so I, I get it. I understand. Just like bicyclists. Uh, so while riding you know, on or in any vehicle while you are concealed carrying, it's, it's pretty much the same. There are some additional challenges that you, you got to face. So remember, it's concealed carry. It's a concealed carry weapon. Depending on where you carry, your biggest challenge may be to keep the firearm out of sight. Uh, I, I remember driving on I-35 and see some people, you know, where they have the gun in their back. And then the wind, you know, takes their shirt and, you, and, they're, and the shirt's flapping and you just see the gun in their back. And this is before open carry, you know, passed in Texas. And so some people get pulled over because their gun was flapping. But we didn't, you know, we don't have a, a law against that. You know, they're just, hey, just got caught with the wind. Um, so you definitely want to, you know, same thing, keep it concealed if you can legally conceal it. So let's say, what if you're traveling through a state? Same thing. Um, you, it's got to be locked. Got to, you know, put it under the seat where it's locked or something or uh, a case or bag or something. You know, the ammunition's got to be separate. Can't it be accessible, you know, by use. So you definitely want to have it, you know, secured, you know, underneath that seat, locked in something. I had a little, in, on one of my motorcycles, you know, underneath the seat, you had a key to get into the seat. And then there was a little space underneath there where I actually had a lockbox in my gun in the lockbox where I was traveling through, you know, certain different states. I traveled when I was in the military on my motorcycle. I would go from, man, I, I traveled one time from Virginia down to Florida on the motorcycle. I would travel from Georgia down to Miami on the motorcycle. So, and I always like to, to carry my firearm you know, with me. Smart man. Yeah, always. Man, so for a long time, I, I, I think back, man, I, ever since I turned 21, I've always carried a gun. Since 21. I guess you're not hoplophobic then, huh? No. You familiar with that term? Yeah. 
people that are afraid of guns. They have an irrational fear of guns. Yeah. Yes. I was I was going to say it earlier, and then I couldn't say it, so I just said fear of guns. Hoplophobia. <laughs> yeah. Hoplophobia. There's a word for it. <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to try it. I'll mess it up. <laughs> Hoplophobia. 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 See? <laughs> I told you I was going to mess it up. I told you. Uh, I'm not going to do it. What do you think, that Harley? Hoplophobia. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, and, it, you know, in Texas, you, you know we have a, um, a first responder bill that actually passed in 2021 where first responders in Texas yeah, can, can actually carry. carry. Uh-huh. Yeah, they actually came up with actual training program in 2021. Uh, they passed a bill for certain areas, like in, I want to say it was like 2016 or 2017. Is certain counties or what? Yeah, only in yeah rural counties. Rural, oh. yeah. So that was in like 2017, I think it was. But then in 2021, they actually passed a bill where they outlined the training, and it's it's this is only for smaller counties. If you're in a small county, and we're going to talk about that, go in detail with that. Yeah, it has to be a small county. You can get a certification. Got to take a course, and it's a very long course going to go over the amount of hours and everything that's in this course. And as a first responder in Texas, in a smaller county, you can carry with that with this certificate. You got to have your license to carry a handgun. You can't constitutionally carry. Got to have a license. Got to take the course, get certified. DPS has got to acknowledge that you're certified. Once you get that certificate, there's no identifier they're going to put on your license or anything like that. They got to fix that part of it. And then you can carry your your firearm while you're working in smaller counties in Texas in prohibited places that regular license holders cannot carry. And so I'm going to, we're going to, I'm going to go over that whole little program and what's all involved in that. And maybe we can get a super LTC come 2021 where, you know, you get your super LTC and you can carry in some of those places that are prohibited places like schools and places like that. Mm, yeah, this like is that. Michael Cargill and you, are listening to Come and Talkin'. This is Coley on Noir, and you're listening to Come and Talk It with Michael Cardell. Welcome back to Come and Talk It. And now here's Michael Cargill. All right, we're back and we're talking. We're, we're talking about the first responder course. We're actually talking about a super LTC that's fixed. You know, it doesn't exist in Texas. But we're saying, you know, what if Texas decided to come up with a, a super LTC uh, where you can carry it in multiple places? And I figure there's I, I, do that. I would think there would be some kickback from that. You know, I was expecting when I threw that out there, I was expecting someone to say, well, Michael, why don't we just, you know, work on the LTC that we have and, you know, make that one just have one LTC, not come up with a second, you know, level of an LTC. No? I mean. What do you think? Let's do it. Do which? Turn turn the, the Texas LTC into a super LTC? No, let's just get another level. Get another level? Yeah. You have that level and then you have a super LTC? Where you have to have your soup, you have to have your LTC X amount of years, 
and then you can get your super LTC. you can get your super LTC by taking another course, you know. By the time your renewal you comes can, around. You can draw from the holster and all get by the time the bill comes around. Yeah, <laughs> no, by the time the, the renewal comes around. Yeah, you have to, you can draw from a holster, it's night shooting, day shooting, drawing from the holster and all that stuff. Yeah. That's real training. And then you can have level above that, mega LTC, <laughs> where you can have the gun uh that the character Sex Machine from, from Dusk Till Dawn had. <laughs> it's basically a revolver that uh Casey was, was in like, your underwear. Casey's hand was hovering over the button just <laughs> That's his name. Sex Machine is the character's name. He what the hell gun. have we gotten into here? <laughs> the he, special gun, Google it. He literally jumped up to, and turned to the right. <laughs> to yeah, the left right there. Kyle Page is asking uh, on the YouTube comments about uh, what lumen does Mike recommend for an average civilian to run on everyday carry slash in-house pistol? How bright is too bright? Ooh. For a handgun line. I was actually having a conversation with him uh, Enough maybe like a you. week ago. Too bright is... is, is it, yeah, then it blinds you. It blinds you, yeah. That's too mm -hmm. bright. If it blinds me, that's too bright. Yeah. So you have to figure out what's comfortable for you. Me, my eyes are older, so... I have this great flashlight. It is up to 10,000 lumens. It's a handheld one. Yeah. It has a low setting. You can leave it on the low setting. And then when you see something that you want to blind... You just hold down the button, and it strobes on the highest setting of 10,000 lumens. And so you can walk around uh, and have it not be super bright until you want it to be, and then it just beams. It should be at least 500 lumens. Mm -hmm. At least. Because you want to blind, right? Yeah, at least 500. So, so it's kind of a give and take right. uh, between blinding yourself and blinding the person that's on the other end of it. Yeah, I'm going to say at least 500. I'm comfortable with that. Mm. What's right. too bright, then? How many lumens? Uh, too bright, like I said, too bright is where it, it blinds you, the shooter. Lumens. You, the, you know. What blinds you? As, if I'm standing behind a gun, it, it's blinding me, then that's too bright. Mm -hmm. Like a thousand? Depends. Too bright, probably. Just depends. Got to try it out. Do some night shooting. Got to figure it out. What's mm -hmm. too bright for you as an individual? Everyone's eyes are different. That's why we go to the eye doctor. We got the same eyes. Even the gun store. You know, people walk into the gun store to fill out their form. We provide, you know, we have different, we have glasses for people to read the form. You have glasses yeah. for people? Yeah. Do you not know that? <laughs> A lot of people come into the gun store and they can't read the 4473. So we have, bi you know, we have glasses there. You know, readers, readers, for people to read the form. Yeah, okay, <laughs> that we provide. Yeah, we're... <laughs> you think they'd bring those themselves? A, a lot of a lot of things not. about reading the paperwork and shooting involves your eyes, and you know we do a, you know do things with people's eyes. Uh, I remember <laughs> when we were first doing the show many years ago. You had on a guest who was a blind guy, and yes. you taught him to shoot, right? Yes, and a woman as well. Yes, or was it just a guy? It, uh, I don't this remember. is like five years ago. Yeah, I don't remember. Yeah. But I remember. I, I've taken. You I know. Were, I've you taken. Taught a, this guy. I've taken a blind man and a blind female to the range to shoot. Yes. It, How does that work? It's about sound. You know, they they are they can sense a lot more than we do because we're you know we have our eyes open. We can see. We take a lot of things for granted. 
so they can sense things and hear things that we don't hear. We hear them, we don't pay attention to them. You could echolocate, right? What they you're they depend on that, so their sense is a little more. I think a little more heightened. You know, this is me, and so it's all about you know what's in front of you, and and you know they're it's. I don't know, it's, it's it's fascinating. But then these people don't know what's behind what they're shooting that is, at. That is correct. That's so the bad side. So it's a little riskier for them to pull that trigger, huh? Very risky. Yeah. Very risky. That's why, you know, you, you as an instructor, I had another instructor call me up. She said, Mike, you know, I don't feel comfortable doing this, you know, teaching. Or I don't feel comfortable taking someone to the range and qualifying them, you know, to yeah. be able to get a license. Is that, I said, is that on you? I said, it's not up to you. You know, you take them, they pass, they pass, they fail, they fail. If they, <laughs> if they can hit the target, they hit the target. They can't hit the target, they can't hit the target. It's not up to you to decide, you know, whether to take that person or not. Yeah. You know, that's, can they pass what the state of Texas but has, that says. But is a danger for you to let them be shooting with other people. Right? As an instructor, you should be standing there to make sure they're not shooting too high, not shooting too low, not to the left, not to the right. I can stand. I can stand beside someone and, and tell that their the gun is actually too high up. <laughs> Kyle not. said on on YouTube today that man is the best shot in the Travis County Sheriff's Department. <laughs> what the blind guy? Let's see, <laughs> but you did you didn't qualify this person, right? No, they didn't pass. But they shot yeah, their they, fifty rounds. I did take them to. The, I took them to the range. Yes. Do you remember? I'm the not going to stop anyone. I'm, no, I don't remember. I'm not gonna take. Yeah. I'm not gonna stop anyone from you know trying. If someone wants to try, I'm gonna be there to encourage them and to try to help them the best way I can. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's up to them. They have to pass. You know, what do you think? I want to see someone pass. That'd be. <laughs> that'd be. I got a guy. I, I got... want to see the controversy that comes out of that. That's gonna be. That would be. You'd make a lot of people angry. I have a guy. Which would be interesting. That'd I mean, be we, a very interesting debate. We have a guy that comes in all the time. You know that buys guns in a lot of different guns. He's blind. He buys. I, I, I heard you say that before during my during my LTC course. I was like looking at you. I was like, no, yeah, yeah. really. He comes in. He buys. He's a blind guy. He buys guns. Has a lot of guns. He's getting. He's getting a. He's getting a machine gun. As a matter of fact, he's getting a suppressor. As a matter of fact. <laughs> you what? I, I don't want to hear you, liberty-minded people, talking about this blind guy. You know, I, I'm not saying <laughs> anything. I said I wish that the dude would have passed. Honestly, yeah. you sell him. Some I want. He has a right. It, do you, either you believe in the Second Amendment or you don't. I'm, I'm saying. Where's your heart? That's what I want to know. Where's I'm, your heart? Either you believe in it or you don't believe in it. Can the blind guy have a gun or not? Amen. Preach. Isn't no. there in between somewhere? There's no in between. Either you believe it or you don't believe it. I live this. I believe yeah. this. Everyone has a right to the Second Amendment, mm-hmm. including the blind guy what about the and criminals? the blind female. Well, in Texas, you don't even need a license now, so technically <laughs> you don't need a license to carry. So <laughs> That's right. He, hey, so now he can constitutionally carry. What about someone who has not committed a crime but wants to? There's nothing in the Texas law that says you can't constitutionally carry and be blind. What about someone with the intent to commit a crime? Hey, if you if you're committing a crime, you're no. They haven't committed it yet. They, they want to buy a gun to commit they a crime. Have not committed a crime. That yet. sounds like an intellectual <sighs> crime that, over here. <laughs> is that illegal? Are we communists? It's not illegal until you commit the crime. Uh-huh. Thinking about it, there's we're, this is not what do you call that movie? Wrong. It's like this is no. just wrong thing over no, here. No, no. Right? What's that movie where the Minority Report? The minor, This okay. is not the Minority Report. But what if somebody comes into the shop and they're like, mm, you know, I want to do a crime. I need a gun. 
No, I'm not selling it to you. You don't sell it. <laughs> no, I'm not well, selling it. Right? <laughs> yeah. Not with my name on it, you're not. They haven't committed a crime. Hey, you're talking about it. No, you're not that with my name on it. That is a big statement. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. Not so there are some limits. There, there are some limits. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. But I think, yeah, if you're blind, hey, you have a right. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to, you know, hey. I, I, I will what try. if you have a really, really shaky hand? I've had that, too. What if you have, like, a super shaky I've hand? I've had that, too. Like this. Yes, I've had students. Like, yeah, have you not? Have you not? <laughs> not like we that. Have, we have experienced I've seen the jitters, everything but... at the gun range. Everything. I mean, like this. Yes. 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 Yeah, he deserves the Second Amendment, too? Yes. That's right. And it's it's it was one of those things where I was like, okay. Like that? I said, breathe. And when the, when your hand goes, you, you see that? You're making a rhythm. You see that rhythm? And you shoot on the rhythm? On the down. Like, boom, 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 boom. <laughs> That's right. That's, that's right. That's right. It's like, I'm telling you, well, I can teach yeah, anybody. Really. I can teach. <laughs> shoot on the down. That's right. On the beat. Boom. On the okay. beat. Not the up, not the upbeat, on the downbeat. So grandpa is 105 years old and he's starting to go blind. Do we take away his driver's license or no? No. Not unless he, you know, he proves that. If he can't drive, can't if he can't pass the you know the driving test. If he if he can pass the driving test, then he's fine. He should be able to drive. If he can pass the test. Do we have laws in? Do we have laws in place for people? I don't, I don't know if we even have that. You know, when you reach a certain age, you have to take the driving test. Age, right? Is it? Is it? I think I mean certain states. I think it's certain states. But I don't think we have that in Texas, do we? I don't think we do in Texas. Hey, when you reach a certain age, you you know you have to go back to the DMV and take a driving test. I don't think so. Oh. There's nothing in the law about that about guns either. That's any age. Second Amendment's for any age. That's why it's the second. Either you believe it or you don't. I don't Everyone. care if you're. I don't care if you're 120 years old. I've had a. Uh, I've had. I've had a. A lady who was 98 years old take my license to carry handgun course. I picked her up from her house, drove her to the range, qualified her with a revolver, and she likes to come every four or five years. Even still today, this is Michael Cargill, and you are listening to Come and Talk It. Yo, what's going on guys, it's Jack Jones here and I get my gun news from Michael Cargill on Come and Talk It. Welcome back to Come and Talk It. And now here's Michael Cargill. All right, we're back and we're talking about 2023. Happy New Year, everyone. Hope everyone, what, what, New Year's resolution, do you have one? You got to live your resolutions, Michael, so that you don't just have a resolution at the beginning of the year that you keep for half a month and oh, then on, you wait till the next year to do it again for two weeks mm. and never hold it. You got to live these things. Tell me how you really feel. Yeah, I thought that's what a New Year's resolution was. Uh, Raise your kids uh, so that way you can spoil your grandkids. Because if you don't, if you spoil your kids, you're going to raise your kids. Your grandkids? You're going to raise your grandkids. That's right. Oh. If you you spoil your kids, you're going to raise your grandkids. That's a good one. Yeah, yeah. That's profound. It is. I told someone that one day. They were like, I disagree with you. I'm just going to spoil my kids. Okay. Well, let me know in about 15 years <laughs> how that works out for you. Because uh, I, was, I was watching. What were you going to say? I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, no. I was just. You're right. Let me know in about 15 years. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> so what are y'all's resolutions then? Uh, I don't have one. 
I didn't. I didn't oh, come on. I didn't Don't come up with what I said. Stop you. I honestly did not come up one with one this year. <laughs> I did not. And I usually don't. So everybody's looking at me now. Uh, so my resolution is just to eat better. I mean, like, that sounds like you such a boomer thing. No, I really need to eat better. Like, I eat terrible. Like, I've Why like, is the beef? In college. <laughs> Nothing wrong with beef. All I've beef ate is good for you. It's like terrible fast food, airport food. I mean, like, I love steak, but like, all I eat is red meat all the time. So I just need to change it up, get some more vegetables, eat healthy. Mm. You know, you get off the, get to get off the processed meats. You know, ooh, like deli um, meats or what? Just in general, a lot of different processed meats. I mean, I mean you gotta like, process it, huh? Or beef jerky, yeah, Talking about stuff like that. Exactly, all sorts. Oh yeah, that's. I mean, not all good. all. I mean, like really, like half half of like red meat is like processed anyway. So I mean, like probably just more chicken, more fish, you know, vegetables, stuff like that. I'm gonna change up my diet. I already started a little bit. And then messed up this afternoon. You know, a great place to go eat uh, if you want to, you know, eat healthier, but still have some great taste in it is True Food Kitchen. Where's that? I went there the last two nights for dinner. Really? There's one downtown. Uh, it's Sea Home District. Mm-hmm. It's really good. They make everything uh, nice and healthy and lots of veggies. You can get some meat, too, there. Salads. Edibles. Edibles? <laughs> I was looking at some of the comment section. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just check that out. Yeah. Uh, Cause uh, I mean, like we're, I mean, we're in Austin. There's like every street corner should have something that's like, you know, gluten-free organic, whatever, but mm-hmm. just watch uh, out for vegan. Okay. Oh yeah. They're, um, they're violent people. I saw, I saw this they're comparison so of Robert Downey Jr. When he was on drugs and then when he's a vegan. Oh, it looks better when, when he's he on drugs. drugs. I believe it. Oh, my goodness. Watch out for this. They're so violent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Let's talk about buying guns in other countries. You know, America, we love our guns here in the United States. But, you know, there are 16 other countries you can buy a gun in. 16. Did are you know those that? the only other countries you can buy a gun? Just 16. There are a lot of countries on this planet. But Not in Britain, right? 60. Well, Japan. You can buy a gun in Japan. I uh, just got to take a firearm class, you know, get a doctor's note, apply for the permit, taking a firearm training, describe in, the, in, in a police interview why you need it. Because I need it because I'm American. I'm here in Japan. Pass a review of a criminal history, apply for a gunpowder permit, uh, take a one-day training class, obtain a certification from a gun dealer. If you want a gun for hunting, applying for a hunting license, buy a gun safe uh, and an ammunition locker that meets safety regulations, allow the police to inspect your gun storage, and pass an additional background review. And then buy your gun. Uh, New Zealand, a little easier in New Zealand. Pass a background check, provide character references, authorities interview. Character references? Mm -hmm. I think in New Zealand you have to fill out a 16-page application or something like that, don't you? Pass a home security inspection, uh, take a gun safety course, wait for approval of a firearms license, and buy your gun. Approval. So this is May issue then? South Africa, <laughs> join an accredited hunting or shooting club, uh, complete firearm safety training, give two employers friendly friends or community leaders references, get fingerprinted, pass a review of criminal behavior, history of domestic violence or drug abuse, and in some cases, interviews with family and neighbors. So be nice to your neighbor. Buy a gun safe that meets uh, safety regulations, allow police to inspect your storage, wait several months for a federal review of application, buy your gun. Wow. Did you know in Britain you cannot, in the United Kingdom, you cannot own a handgun? Really? They've 
were banned after the Dunblane School Massacre in 1996. Hmm. So you can have a sporting rifle and a shotgun subject to license. Ooh. Mexico. Get a letter from the local authorities confirming that you do not have a criminal record. Submit a letter showing your employment status and pay. Pass a background check that considers criminal history, employment, and current gun ownership. Travel to Mexico City where the only store authorized to sell guns is located. The only store in Mexico. One gun store in Mexico City. And get fingerprinting and then buy your gun. Is that where the cartels <laughs> get their guns from, you think? No, of course not. No. They don't go to the gun store. They get their guns from Nancy Pelosi, right? Yes. Uh, Fast yes, and Furious? Yes, of course. <laughs> Shut oh, your no, mouth. Don't, don't go to the gun store. <laughs> Talking about drug kills don't buy guns in gun stores? <laughs> oh, my God. What? Come on, Zach. <laughs> Australia. I don't know where they get their guns. <laughs> Australia. Join a reg- uh, regular attendant hunting and shooting club. Uh, document that you are a collector. Complete a course in firearm safety. Arrange farm storage that meets the safety regulations. Pass a review that considers the criminal's history, domestic violence, restraining order, and arrest history. Uh, apply for the permit and wait at least 28 days by the specific type of gun for which you received a permit for. Go to Canada next. Oh. Yeah, do that one now. We'll do, nah, okay. Canada. To buy a gun, prove that you practice at an improved shooting club arrange. For any gun completely safety courses, pass both a written and practical test. Ask for two references. Apply for the permit and wait 28 days before processing begins. Pass a background check that it considers your criminal record, mental health, addiction, and domestic violence history. Buy a gun if you bought a handgun registered with the police before taking it home. Oh, did you forget about Bill C-21 that they just passed, though? No, what's that one? Yeah, they banned guns in Canada, basically. All guns? So what do you do now? You got to turn them in? Uh... Yeah, they they have a planned buyback. Do you have to do it? So no hunting in Canada? Uh, they was it handguns or all guns? They that's a safety. They banned that is a safety concern for the United some States. Some hunting guns as well. If the if the the if the public can't have guns in Canada, then our northern border is at risk. <laughs> that's a safety yep. concern. That's a, that's a serious safety concern. They or with that bill C twenty one, they're changing the definition of a prohibited firearm in the criminal code to include quote a firearm that is a rifle or shotgun that is capable of discharging center fire ammunition in a semi automatic manner hmm. and that is designed to accept a detachable cartridge magazine with the capacity greater than five cartridges of the type for which the firearm was originally designed. Hmm. So they're banning magazine-fed firearms. Okay. Austria. Go ahead. You can have one of them cock action rifles. <laughs> I guess in a revolver? Does that work? Maybe. No, I mean. Five-shot revolver? Five-shot. Uh, I don't, I don't think that, that you can buy pistols over there, right? I don't know. But the, that bill is effectively oh, yeah. the end of all well, semi-automatic long guns in Canada. Really? Uh-huh. Oh, man. Austria, to get a handgun or semi-automatic rifle, prove you are in serious physical danger. Pass a review of criminal history, fill out a mental health survey, complete a uh, psychological physical test, complete a course on safe gun handling and storage, install safe gun storage, buy a gun. If you brought a hunting rifle or shotgun, wait three days before coming back to pick it up. Prove you're in physical danger. That's right. Prove you're in serious physical danger. So if you're already in serious physical danger... 
then you need to already have the gun. But you got to wait three days because yeah, there's, there's a cool-off period. But, you know, we talked about this a couple months ago. Basically, um, these types of laws make it so there's this elite class that says, oh, I'm a famous Hollywood actor or a politician. So I'm in danger because, you know, My the status. public hates uh politicians now the approval of congress is what like six percent or something so therefore i need guns but the regular public they don't need guns just us just the elite mm. yeah yeah nah no nah. everyone rules for thee but not, not for, for me, me. Uh-huh. india join a shooting club or show that you or your property are under Threat, attend a practical training course on firearm handling and shooting, obtain a certificate of physical and mental health, affirm that you have safe place to keep the firearm, pass a review that considers three years of tax returns, criminal history, mental health history, domestic violence, and that includes interviews with your family and neighbors, and then buy your gun. Uh, we come back from the break. We're going to talk about Germany. We're going to talk about Britain. We're going to talk about Brazil, Russia, Israel, China, and Yemen. We come back from the break. <laughs> Boy, that's, that's a lot of states, a lot of countries there, a lot of countries. Ooh, man, I don't know, Germany. I know they let them buy guns in Germany. No? All right. This is Michael Cargill, and you are listening to Come and Talk It. Hi, this is Stephen Wolfer, the Barefoot Defender. I get my global gun news from Michael Cargill at Come and Talk It. Welcome back to Come and Talk It. And now, here's Michael Cargill. All right, so we're talking about the different countries you can actually buy gun in. There's 16 countries. As an American, you can actually go and purchase a firearm. We're talking about those countries and what you actually have to do. You're going to Germany next, right? So now we're going to Germany. So in Germany, you have to join a shooting club, obtain a hunting license, demonstrate you are a gun collector or prove that your life is threatened. Demonstrate specialized knowledge of firearms, which may involve a written exam and practical demonstration of safe handling. If you are under 25, submit a certificate of mental health, a mental fitness from a public health officer or doctor arranged for proper firearm storage, which means that the German authorities can do unannounced home inspections of your firearms. Pass a background check, apply the permit to purchase a specific, specific gun, and then buy your gun. Germany. Sounds like those laws haven't changed in a while. No. Oh, that's why you're looking at me like that when I said that last comment before we went to break. Now nah, it just hit, just dawned on me. All right, Britain. Let's talk about Britain. Join a shooting club, document hunting arrangements, ask for a character reference, arrange proper firearm storage, pass a background check that includes a police interview at your home. Your storage arrangements may be checked. Some police forces may handle the background check with more diligence than others. The exact procedure varies. And then buy your gun. But remember, you can't buy a handgun there. This is a rifle or shotgun you're talking about. All ban- all handguns are banned since 1996. Oh. Or 97 because of the 96 shooting. Oh. Brazil. I mean, it's Brazil. You need a gun. In the favelas. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Write a statement about why you need the, a gun for self-defense. Complete a course on firearm handling and demonstrate that you can sh- strike a target from 16 to 23 feet away 60% accuracy, obtaining a statement from an accredited psychologist 
uh, certifying that you are mentally fit for a fire for a weapon, obtaining a certificate confirming that you have no criminal record and are not under criminal investigation by a gun. Register your gun with the federal police. Brazil requires an authorization every time you transport a gun, including the first time you take it home from a gun dealership. Gun dealership. I like that. Gun dealership. Gun dealership. A showroom and everything. Showroom and everything. Use gun salesmen. Russia. Get a hunting license or explain why you need a gun for self-defense. Pass a test of relevant, uh, relevant laws, handling, and first aid skills. Hmm. Get a doctor's note saying you have no mental illness or history of drug abuse. Attend a firearm safety handling class. Pass an exam. Apply for a license. Pass a background check and buy your gun. That's Russia. But Ukraine. <laughs> <laughs> Ukraine. Didn't they hand them out a bunch of fully auto? Stand in the uh, street. You get them passed to AKs? you. I'm pretty sure <laughs> yeah. you could just go there with a firearm and they'll be like, come on, join us. Not if you're a Russian. I mean, yeah. if you're, yeah, if you're American, <laughs> though, I'm pretty sure you'll be all right. I know actually a couple of guys that are Ucra- there. Ukraine. You don't have to buy a gun. We, we give them to you. Yeah. Full autos. That's right. Didn't we ship a bunch of full autos to them? Allegedly. And didn't we give them $100 billion? Allegedly. And something like a third of that is totally unaccounted for? Allegedly. Allegedly. Israel, join a shooting club or prove that you that your life or work in that you work in a dangerous area authorized for gun ownership. Um, get a doctor's note, install a gun safe, release your criminal and mental health history, buy a gun, and limited supply bullets, usually about 50. Demonstrate that you can use your gun or a similar gun at a firing range before taking it home. I thought everyone had to you know, carry a gun in Israel. You have to do mandatory military service ah, on the IDF. Got it. China establishes a specific reason to possess the firearm, such as for hunting or sports shooting. Arrange to store your gun at a range. Arrange to store your gun at a gun range, remote hunting ground, or pastoral area. Can't have your gun in your house. Arrange to store your gun at a gun range. In China, most civilians are prohibited from keeping guns in their homes. Guns must be kept at a gun range or in other authorized locations. Demonstrate knowledge of safe gun use. Pass a background check, including. Mental, criminal, domestic violence, and then buy your gun. You ready? This is my favorite one. Mm-hmm. Yemen. Go to the gun market or find a seller online and buy a gun. <laughs> they sell full autos there too, right? Uh, Yemen has the second highest gun ownership rate in the world after the United States, while Yemen law states that buyers must obtain guns from licensed dealers and register with the authorities. The law is largely unenforced. Sounds like uh, a place to go. Oh, did you know full auto AKs, uh, they're not allowed in class during exams, but if there's not an exam, it's fine. What's, what, what country? In Yemen. Oh. <laughs> nice. There's a picture on Reddit of the full auto AKs outside the class because there's an exam. Oh, wow. Otherwise, take it in with you. And they never had any school shootings in Yemen. Ah, oh, that's crazy. And these kids take full auto AKs to class. Nice. So what is happening there? It's not happening here or vice versa. Don't hear about Yemen, huh? No. Uh-uh. Mm. Hmm. Well, you know what? I promised I was going to talk to you about the first responders right to carry in Texas. Uh, it's a bill that actually went into effect on September the 1st of 2021. The bill was authored by Cody Harris, a Republican uh, 
who serves in the Texas House represented the bill, pertains to first responders defined as a public safety employee whose duties include responding rapidly to an emergency. This applies to fire protection personnel, EMS personnel, you know, and you got to think, you know, who's a first responder? So what about the what about the your energy? Austin, I don't want to say Austin Energy, but your energy companies, uh, whenever there's a storm or something like that, and they have to go out and repair, you know, the lines or the water, uh, you know, if there's, you know, a breakage or something like that, or you know, they're all first responders, you know, emergency uh, management specialists, personnel, they're all first responders. So the first responder is responsible for paying for all associated costs, and the bill specifically exempts the government unit from any legal liability in the event a weapon is discharged. So that you know they're they're not going to hold the your you know the paramedics, the actual you know EMS responsible for you the paramedic in discharging your firearm. A government unit is not liable in, in a civil action arising from the discharge of a handgun by an individual who is. First responder or volunteer emergency services personnel and license to carry the handgun under subchapter H, chapter 411, government code. You have to have a license to carry handgun. You have to take the course, which is a very long course. Uh, first responders who opt to carry a handgun on duty will be required to maintain a $1 million liability insurance policy, which is paid for by the individual first responder. And there's NRA insurance that you can get uh, that meets that, that coverage level. Uh, the bill also discusses changes to other laws and codes that allow first responders to possess the, uh, these weapons in some of the traditional prohibited premises within Texas. Most notable, um, you know, basically everything that's in 4603, all those prohibited places as a first responder, you can carry there. That's schools, uh, polling locations. But the key to that is you have to be a first responder in a rural, rural – say that, say that word for me, Zach. Rural. Thank you. Raw. Thank you. No. Raw. Yes, that. One more time. Rural. Yes. Rural. Have to be one. <laughs> What's the rule? You have to be rule. one of those areas there. And there are two, what two hundred and seventy counties in Texas, mm-hmm. I believe. And so there are two hundred and fifty-four counties. Ah, two fifty-four. And Travis County, it does not work for Travis County. We're too large of a county. But in Bastrop, it can work for Bastrop. So like, let's say you're in Bastrop County, um, then. You're a first responder. You can take the course. Got to get your LTC, then take the course because uh, you have to have your – as a prerequisite, you have to have your license to carry handgun in order to take the first responder course. Uh, so – Get your super license, right? Yeah. So it, it this bill provides first responders a defense and prosecution who possess the required training while in official capacity from the Texas Penal Code of 30.06 and 07. So the 06 and 07 does not apply to you. Um it's a defensive prosecution, I should say. Uh, pretty much everywhere in 4603, those are prohibited places. Uh, you can carry in those places while you're working as a first responder, not while you're off duty, but while you're on duty. You know, then in some cases, are you always on duty? You know, so in some of those smaller areas. Uh, you, you know, it just depends. But keep in mind, even if you just have your license, there is that uh, that clause that Edwin has talked about. If you take your gun somewhere, you're not allowed to. And you stop a shooter, then you have uh, prevented a greater harm or something like that, right? Right. And and the class has got to be forty hours, forty hours. The training course must be administered by a qualified handgun instructor and provide classroom training in self defense, de escalation techniques, met, uh, methods of conceal and secure handgun, consequences of improper use of a handgun, uh, instinctive reactive shooting, tactical shooting, shooting while moving. 
uh, drawing from a holster, all that stuff. After receiving the initial education, there will be a required annual continuing education course that cannot exceed 10 hours of instruction. So there's the initial course that's 40 hours, and then you have to take a renewal course uh, that's 10 hours of instructions. And so, yeah, very long course, very good course. And for our first responders, that means if you're a paramedic or EMS and you're in a smaller county of the 254 counties in Texas, one of those smaller ones, um, and, you know, they define the size of the county. They do talk about the size of the county. Got to be small. Uh, applies to the municipality with a population of 30,000 or less that has not adopted Chapter 174 or a county with a population of 250,000 or less that has not adopted Chapter 174 in Texas. Chapter 174 refers to a collective bargaining unit for public safety that is voted on in an election. So that's what they're talking about. Thomas asked real quick on YouTube, how long does it take to renew your LTC? It uh, doesn't take long at all. So all you have to do is go online to DPS's website, pay the renewal fee, um, and then they will send you your license. You don't have to retake the course. Don't have to take the course. It's you should. Good, it's good to go ahead and take the, do a refresher, but you don't have to take the course. Laws change. That's right. Law has changed. All right. All right, man. That's a lot of stuff we covered today. A lot. And there was so much more. We only covered half of the things I wanted to talk about today. Believe it or not, just half. And I was talking really fast. So many new laws. That's right. As always, folks, Happy New Year. More guns equals less crime. You go out there and you buy yourself a gun. You've been listening to Come and Talk It with Michael Cargill. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.